Well, hello. Welcome to yet another episode of The Daily. This is Andre. I'm the lead pastor of a church in Singapore called The City. If this is your first time listening into The Daily, welcome. Thank you so much for uh, spending time this morning tuning into this podcast. Uh, for those of you who've been around for a long time, you know what's up here in The Daily. The goal here of the podcast is to provide a compelling alternative story to the endless barrage of uh, media, of uh, various popular opinions that uh, it's all around us in this time of great challenge. It's a moment in time where we center ourselves, God's presence, His truth and His peace uh, in a time of great shaking. But the hope here is that we would also be motivated and challenged by God's word to uh, press in deeper into our faith, into intimacy with Him, to utilize this time that we have well uh, to grow deep roots in God, to even address some of the things that the Spirit of God may be unearthing uh, in our lives. Though this time isn't really a productivity contest where we compare and compete of the amount of things that we have done and the amount of skills that we have picked up in this time. But the hope here is uh, that we would leave this time and emerge this time with real spiritual fruits, that this would be a fruitful time away, that we won't think of this time as a time that is wasted, as a time that is for naught, but we'll look back upon this margin that we've been given uh, with great gratitude and appreciation. That this time will be marked with profound spiritual encounters, but also significant steps unto spiritual maturity. I think of the words of Paul in Ephesians chapter 4 that he, he prays this that we will reach this maturity attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ, and that is the goal for our lives. Now, I'm sure many of you woke up to the disturbing news yesterday uh, that McDonald's all over Singapore have suspended uh, its operations. That means that you can't order McDelivery, you can't get takeout, no more McNuggets, no more french fries, none of that uh, until the end of the circuit breaker measures. Now uh, that might hit some of you uh, harder than others. Some of you are really healthy, you don't do any of those fast food nonsense. Uh, I myself, I do a McDonald's breakfast every Saturday uh, or sometimes Sunday morning and it's become kind of like a rhythm and a ritual almost you know and I just have a McDonald's breakfast whenever I know I have a long day ahead of me it's kind of my uh, way of uh, encouraging myself a way that I you know get myself happy and uh, honestly I find a lot of comfort and solace in my sausage muffin with egg, you know. Uh, and so I placed an order uh, yesterday, you know, right before they said they were going to suspend services. And I waited for a really long time and then uh, come to find out that my order was cancelled uh, some 45 minutes after ordering. And that threw me, I would be honest with you, into a pretty emotional state. You know, I got really sad, uh, really angry, and it was then I realized how much comfort, joy, happiness, satisfaction I derived from having that breakfast 
every weekend. And it's also scary for me to see how just not having a particular meal on a particular day could throw me off my emotional equilibrium to such a great extent and honestly quite effectively ruined my morning. You know, I couldn't really engage uh, in worship at that time because I was just thinking about my egg muffin and how I didn't, didn't get it. And, you know, I think it would be a stretch for some of you uh, with whatever I'm about to say next. But I really think that my McDonald's breakfast on the weekend that I have instilled as a regular rhythm that I've placed all this hope, happiness, joy and satisfaction in, I believe that it has become an idol in my life. And now that's such a big word, right? Idolatry, that thing becoming an idol. But if you think about it, what will you describe as something you place a lot of comfort, solace, your joy is contingent on that thing panning out, you are emotionally imbalanced if it doesn't, you find a lot of security in that particular thing, activity or object. Uh, in my case, you know, that thing inhibited my ability to fully immerse and commit myself into a time of worship. What do you describe as something that has that kind of effect? The word idol would definitely come up. Now, when we think of the word idol, usually the images that come up in our mind are like, you know, statues, carved images, or perhaps like really gross and immoral kind of indulgences like pornography or excessive drinking and other vices. Rarely do we think of these very normal, acceptable, common things as idols. Uh, these things may even be good things, and we never think of these things as idols. And this is why it's so insidious, right? Because it looks good, it looks pleasing, it looks right, it looks harmless. But in many ways, these seemingly good things pull our affections away from God, His kingdom, and His work, and redirect them to lesser things that are fading away. I think of this passage of scripture from Romans chapter 1, uh, starting from verses 21. And the subheading over this entire text uh, is titled, God's Wrath on the Unrighteous. It says this in God's word from verse 21 of Romans chapter 1. Although they knew God, they did not glorify him as God, nor were thankful, but became futile in their thoughts, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Professing to be wise, they became fools and change the glory of the incorruptible God into an image made like corruptible men, and birds and four-footed animals and creeping things. Therefore, God also gave them up to uncleanness in the lusts of their hearts, to dishonor their bodies among themselves, who exchanged the truth of God for the lie, and worshipped and served the creature rather than the Creator, who is blessed forever. Amen. What a sobering passage of scripture. That that first line just hits me, right? It says, although they knew God, they did not glorify him as God, nor were they thankful, but became futile in their thoughts and their foolish hearts were darkened. And that is such a sobering thought, isn't it? That 
we, the people of God, those who know God, those who know His Word, those who have experienced Him, are in many ways still susceptible to this kind of foolishness, to this kind of deception. And as we read down further in the text, we see that this is a path that inevitably leads us to being given over or overtaken by the lusts or desires of our hearts to exchange the truth of God for lies and to worship and serve the creature or created things rather than the creator. And what idolatry is in a nutshell is simply put an internal obsession with oneself, one's desires, one's needs, and whatever one wants. To the point that it permits slippage in spiritual devotion, in commitments, and the voice of God and people are in many ways not permitted anywhere remotely near that area of indulgence. And so let's come back and ask ourselves this honest question. Is there anything, area in your life that you place a ton of security in? Your emotional state is contingent on that thing panning out or your ability to do that particular thing. And whether knowingly or unknowingly, the voice of God and other people are shut out from that particular area in your life. And perhaps in this time where certain things are taken away, where our freedoms are curtailed to a large extent, it serves as an opportunity for us to unravel and review these idols in our lives and through the grace, the mercy and kindness of our God to rid ourselves of these things that pull our affections away from the one who truly deserves all of our worship, our devotion and our affection. Because we have noticed that as human beings, we have a tendency of turning God's good gifts, good things into our gods, into our idols. And as we read earlier in that sobering text, when we do so, you know, our thoughts become futile, our hearts become darkened, we no longer sense the presence of God in and around us, we become spiritually barren in many ways. And perhaps God in his mercy and kindness is giving us this moment in time to rid ourselves of these things that hold us back, that prevent us from stepping into that vision in Ephesians chapter 4 of entering and maturing into the fullness of Christ. A great way for you to know if a particular area of your life is an idol is to try fasting that, that, that area. It could be a particular drink, <laughs> it could be an activity, it could be a form of entertainment, whatever it is, whatever you feel is pulling your time and affection away from God, His purposes, people. Try fasting that area and you'll know very soon whether that particular area or activity has a hold on your life. And I invite you to do so this week with the grace, the mercy, the kindness and the leading of the Holy Spirit. Let's pray together even as we begin this day with a time of reflection, with a time of 
allowing the Spirit of God to speak to us in a brand new, fresh way, even as we begin the day. Let's go to God in prayer. You know, in this moment, let's ask for the Holy Spirit to reveal some of these areas where we have withheld, whether knowingly or unknowingly from God, where His voice is simply not permitted or not needed in some of these areas. And let's ask for God in His kindness to reveal the idols in our heart, things that we have given a lot of preference, time and affections to, and allow Him to speak to us in this moment. Let's spend a few moments doing so. Awesome, thanks so much for doing so. I hope that you have received something or heard something from God in this time. Uh, let me pray for you even as you begin your day. Father, we thank you for your grace and your kindness that's extended to all of us. Your grace and kindness that has preserved us, that has kept us uh, to this point, that has given us all that we need for life and for godliness. And God, we thank you uh, that your grace kindness and mercy uh, comforts but it also confronts us at times where we have embraced things that are not in your goodwill and intention for us where we have gone astray by way of our decisions or indecisions God your grace and mercy and kindness confronts us lovingly in this time and so God we invite your spirit to comfort us but to also confront us in this time to convict us of ways of habits and indulgences that we've picked up in the in recent times that have caused our hearts to grow cold towards you your purposes and your people and god we ask that you speak to us on these matters and as always god we trust in your perfect leadership and we ask for your leading your guidance your mercy in this day and in the days to come we love you and we affirm that you are Lord over our lives. Come rule and reign in our lives, in our hearts, King Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen. Well, thank you so much for tuning in to yet another episode of The Daily. I know that was probably a real tough message, tough text to read, but I pray God in His mercy and His kindness will speak to you and will lead you to make some crucial decisions this week. I pray that you have a blessed day ahead. We'll see you in the next episode. Grace and peace. Hey, thanks so much for tuning in to the daily podcast. We will have fresh new episodes out for you every weekday. If you like what you're hearing and you want to check us out, uh, you can look us up on our website, www.thecity.sg or check us out on our various social media platforms. We'll see you at the next episode. Peace.